We are live. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited, guys. Listen, this is my first ever like YouTube live. Like ever, like I'm so excited. Um, can't wait to see what God has in store. It's always been a vision of mine to take Dear Single Mama podcast and my platform to the next level. And this year, I was just like, I'm just going to jump right in the deep end and just go all out. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Clarion Brown. You are on the channel, Clarion Denicia. And on this channel, you're going to be getting things about faith, fashion, my podcast, beauty. Listen, we are going to talk about it all right here. And so tonight, you are here from the Dear Single Mama podcast. I have a special treat for you guys and something that has really, really been pressing on my heart. And you're probably like, well, you know, you kind of say that if you've listened to my previous episodes, I've, I kind of say that all the time. Well, I don't do episodes that I'm not really passionate about. I don't do episodes with um, topics that is not placed on my heart. And so this one has been really pressing on my heart. Um, I have a very close friend, a few close of my guy friends that I've just been really struggling um, with this and the mental health aspect as a black man. And I'm seeing literally like around me, you know, black men kind of fall apart. And so with this episode, with this show, that's what we're going to talk about and kind of how we as women can rise up and really be that great stronghold and that I'm, I'm sorry not stronghold we don't want to be the stronghold we don't definitely don't want to be those okay ladies but to be that strong backbone and you know to really help um the black man and so I want to welcome you and I also want to give you a disclaimer on this episode this is not in any shape form of fashion uh, fashion negating from the fact of women's or black women's mental health no shape, form, or fashion is just something that's really been placed on my heart. So please don't misunderstand me. And, you know, when I, you know, don't say, oh, she's not doing this or she didn't talk about women's health. That's not what this episode is. I wanted to give that disclaimer. Another disclaimer is that I saw a post that the suicidal rate in Black men is at an all-time high. And I said, we need to discuss this. We as women, especially as black women, we we have to raise up. We, we, that, that's just something we have to do. We can raise up in prayer and Bible thumping women, which is not a bad thing, but we have to raise up a standard and we have to take actions behind it. Um, another thing. Um, that I want to say, well, definitely we cast that down in the name of Jesus because we're going to cover our black men in prayer, but also for to learn again how to be that standard and how to help black men. And so um, I'm going to bring on my guests. I'm so excited. Coach Love, listen, if you guys, when I read her bio, I was like, yo, I gotta have her on. I absolutely have to have her on. Like, this is something that's for one different for me that I've never seen from this field before. And just even for me going on her Instagram and her social media and watching her post, I said, yo, I got to have her. That's a piece of hair. I got to have her on. I absolutely got to have her on. So I'm going to introduce her and bring her on. So listen, you guys, I, I, I got my notes, okay? Coach Love is a certified master life coach for men, a self-published author and speaker who specializes in creating safe spaces for men to be enlightened, encouraged, empowered, and elevated through their hard work journey. Coach Love's mantra is, I am love, and she is steadfast in her mission to help others realize this truth for themselves, and this too is why she believes it takes more than, it takes more heart than talent to truly thrive in our journey. So if you guys can help me, please give a virtual welcome to Coach Love. Hi. 
Hello, I'm, good evening. Hey. Let me just first say thank you, thank you, thank you, Queen Clarion, for even allowing me to share space with you this evening. Yeah. I so am so grateful. My heart is full right in this moment, and I'm sure it will be even more full by the end of this conversation. Um, thank you for even having the courage to create such a platform mm -hmm. where we can even have these kinds of conversations because they are definitely needed. Um, and thank you for that great introduction. And I'm just excited to be here and I look forward to this conversation we're about to have. Yes, thank you so much. So I'm getting ready to share this out because I need some people to come on here. All right, so I'm so excited. Yes, listen, you guys, we definitely have to have this space because when I saw that post, I mean, I had already been thinking about it and it had already kind of been on my heart about the black man's mental health, you know, especially with me, I have a son and then I have a boyfriend as well. And so it's like, we really need to kind of grasp this, this mental health aspect and how to help black men because the suicide rate is increasing and i'm like the devil is a lie like there's just something that has to change i mean that has to be different because we need our black men society is already taking them away from us from through prison and things like that we need them we can't lose them so it's like all right we gotta you know we gotta win this battle yeah I absolutely agree, uh, especially particularly um, because I've, I've been saying in recent conversations that the energy in the world is just so dark right now. And mm -hmm. we do know, though, that the light always wins. So this too shall pass. Right. Um, but yeah. the reality is, though, there is such an urgency for healing in our community, particularly for the, our men. And one of the things that has definitely just been challenging my heart so much lately is seeing, you know, the public outcry from men, um, but then also seeing, you know, how media um, creates this really unhealthy narrative around, you know, the struggle of men with their mental, emotional and spiritual health. I don't know mm. how that just became a topic that we think is OK to make memes out of, to make jokes about to make you know these fantastic storylines about um men are actually dying and and not just in the literal sense of yes the suicide rate has definitely increased i believe what i've seen recently this is the, the most i've ever seen of such an increase in suicide in men in my lifetime mm. Oh, wow. um, so and i i've been watching this you know so i'm thinking like wow we're really in a space where you know, I'm very solution oriented and I'm just thinking like there has to be something that can be done. Um, we're discussing the problem a lot, which is something that before we, we didn't do nearly as much as we do now. You know, That's mental true. health is becoming like a tagline, though. It's like trendy, though. But it's like mm -hmm. this is not just a trend. This is people's everyday life. People are struggling, particularly men are struggling, not just with their mental health, but with their emotional and spiritual health as well. And I think mm -hmm. sometimes we forget that emotional and spiritual health definitely also contribute to the level of your mental health, right? So I think mm -hmm. all of those things have to be part of the conversation, but it's necessary because yes, we're charging men to be so many things for us and to us in this world, but we yeah. need to really finally equip them with the tools, like with a humongous and really solid tool chest to actually allow them to be exactly who we're asking them to be for us. Because otherwise we're gonna keep seeing more of what we've been seeing recently. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. So I, I think that that's something that's important that you said. Now, listen guys, another disclaimer, I don't bring on people who don't know what they're talking about. Um, You guys heard it from her bio. She is a certified master life coach. And so I know some people are going to be like, well, she's a female. How can she talk about it? Look, she's certified master life coach. And so listen, you know, don't, don't, don't come for me <laughs> with well, that. We got we get certified in life first though. One thing I like to say to yeah. people is don't discount the life experiences. I mm. am someone's daughter. I'm yeah. also a mother to a son. I have yeah. brothers, I have uncles, I have cousins, I have co-workers, I have friends, I've had significant others, you know. So that experience of as women, I, I think we forget to just take notes while we're in all of these different mm. roles. And every role that I've been in in my life. I've paid, I've had a very unique opportunity to just see 
men at so many different levels and in so many different spaces, um, personally and professionally. So those experiences are what charged me to come and just realize that I needed to accept the divine assignment of you're going to be a life coach. And, um, you know, and to my surprise, it was like, but it's not going to be for women. And I was like, well, who is it going to be for? Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Are you sure that's going to be for me? But yeah. it, was, it was meant that it, it had to be something different. And it had to be in a way that was going to really impact our community. Because I always said, as an entrepreneur, no matter what, I'm here for everyone. But I have to come for my people first. So I was never going to put black women or black men on the back burner. Not ever. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, realistically speaking, if we go by statistics, though, as a community, culturally speaking, we don't seek out professional guidance nearly as much as other cultures. Right. So I had to be honest about that. But I also had to know I had to create something very unique to be able to speak to our men to be able to even share that kind of space with our men because I look like, you know, their triggers. I probably look like somebody's mama, you know, certain tones. I may sound like somebody's auntie or spouse or sister or best friend that told them that they may not have been worth, you know, you know what, you know, so I have to be mindful of that. So because of that, I have to take a very unique approach. Um, Again, I don't take it lightly, but I promise you, I could not be in this space had I not done my own hard work first. Mm. Now that is great. We're going to lead right into that question. What is hard work? Like when you say that, what is that? Hard work is just my little fancy word. Well, I'm not mm. going to say little. It's my big fancy word for healing. Yeah. You know, typically <laughs> people say healing, but I particularly chose hard work um, because at the basis of it all, Think about the character of your heart, the way you know it to be today. Mm-hmm. When you're born into this room, the original character of your heart is love. That's all you know. That's an innate understanding. You only unlearn that through your life experiences. So I'm saying mm-hmm. heart work because you're making a very intentional choice to go about mending the character of your heart back to love because that's mm-hmm. where it belongs, right? But of course, you know, we have these experiences that happen for us, not to us. We have to change yeah. that narrative as well. Everything that's happened for you was necessary. Um, but those experiences, just depending on what your life has been like, what your the you know, the realness of your life story has been, it has certainly changed the character of your heart to the point where maybe you now have trust issues, maybe you now mm. have issues with honest self-reflection, you may have issues with communication, you may have issues with just being in fellowship with other people. Um, But that's not because you mean to be that way. It's just that life impacts us in such a way that sometimes we don't know how to channel ourselves back to that. Um, Mm. And this is why I say that we have to do our heart work. It's the hardest work you'll ever have to do. But your one true purpose here is to be of service to others. But we cannot do that fully if we have not taken the time and energy to fully immerse ourselves in Mm. the story of ourselves. Facts, facts. That that is it right there. So that's that that's amazing, especially as as black men. You know, growing up, there was this narrative of black men don't cry, black men don't mm-hmm. do this. You do this, and one of the amazing things that I absolutely have to commend about my boyfriend is that he has completely unlearned that from his childhood and so he's like i was raised this way and i was taught this way but i'm not going to be that way you know and so it's so amazing to me and i i just love and like he would just cry and you know it's no shade to him but he's allowing for one he's vulnerable enough to allow me into his space to be able to do that but at the same time it's like wow like that's something that has to be unlearned because that's how black men were raised from even our grandparents you know you don't do that and you just work all your life and just go 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 and i was like man like I'm wondering why there was such an alarming rate of why we had like our grandparents and our great grandparents dying from 
um, a lot of heart issues and cholesterol issues right. and blood pressure issues. And I was really thinking like, man, like that probably may have contributed some to them just working, 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 working and going, going, going and suppressing so much for all of their Absolutely. lives. Yeah. So, but enough about that. So what do you do as a master life coach? I know I kind of touched on it, you know, but can you just go a little bit deeper into, you know, the things that you do for the black men in general? Uh, the main thing is I have to, I have to listen without mm. any judgment. That's the biggest thing. You have to really listen and not listen like to, <laughs> not mm -hmm. listen necessarily to everything that a man is saying, but I've learned to listen to everything they don't say. Mm. Men typically speak the most without ever saying a word. Oh, you can just body language matters. Um, yeah. Another thing I, I, I that I've mastered, um, and and I don't know why, but I always have. I've always had this thing where I can really, when I look into a man's eyes, I can, I can kind of sense things and I'm big on energy. So a lot of times I pick up certain things just from looking in their eyes or just from their aura, the energy that they're just emanating while they're in the same space with me. And mm -hmm. you can tell the people that are really, you can tell when a man is really uncomfortable. You can tell when they're, you know, when that energy is such that they're not ready, you know, you got to get ready before we get to this conversation, but sometimes yeah. they're not ready. <laughs> especially if they've never had the opportunity to share that kind of sacred space before. And, and that's another reason why I'm glad that you allowed me to share this space with you today, because one thing that I want to say, we as women have to do for our sons, for our significant others, for our fathers, our brothers, for any and every boy and man that we know, like, love and trust, provide a safe space for them. Hmm. because there's no place for them out in the world to get any sort of peace, yeah. not yeah. in this world. And and one thing that I know to be true, courtesy of, of my, my grandmother that's still living at 94 mm -hmm. years old, she said to me like many months ago, but I just remember it so well. She said, the world is absolutely hard on a man. Yeah. Like the world. So that means at home, that should be their what that should be their own that should be their haven from everything else in the world right especially for our men so mm -hmm. we have to learn that when a man or a boy chooses to allow you into their vulnerable space they're giving you something that's so sacred of themselves we need mm -hmm. to honor and respect and appreciate and value that yeah. we need to learn yeah. not to weaponize men's vulnerability that's not healthy for us as a community and it's not healthy for our society. So that's something we definitely have to learn to do. But the reality is we can only do those things for them if we've mastered learning how to do those things for ourselves, which is why I say one of the first things you can do is do your own hard work. As a queen, uh -oh. before you ever enter into that space, take some time to do some self-reflection with yourself. Mm. And maybe it's not too late because you're already a mother. It's not too late because you're already a significant other. You can start today. You can choose any moment to say, you know what? I want to be very intentional about being a better person and yeah. just showing up. You know, we get assigned a lot of roles. All of those roles mm. are important. But the one thing that's most important in everything that we have to do and be for others is how we show up for ourselves. Mm. Care enough about yourself. Love yourself enough to want to give yourself the opportunity to be your absolute best. The way yeah. you do that, start your heart work journey. It's not mm. going to be easy. And maybe you're not ready to call the hotline. Maybe you're not ready to go to therapy. You're probably not ready for a session with a life coach. But one thing I know you can do, spend $20 to buy a book and read it. You can start there. there. It is. You can start there. You can start with a DM on my page. I always say my DMs are always open. You just yeah. start somewhere and then allow yourself the time. It's going to be the rest of your life, though. Let's just get that out there. You know, people are like, you got to be healed. No, there's going to be some good. healing. It's ING. It's going to be from now on. It's not going to be just like this much you healing and next month you're done. It's not going to yeah. be like that. But at least start. If you start just in that space, the reason I'm saying start there, Queen, is because if you start with yourself, that gets you to show up for your son or for your husband or your fiance, your father, your brother. That gets you to show up without the judgment, right? Mm, yeah. 
without these, you know, kind of like blinders on that say this boy or this man can only be this way. And because he can only be this way, anything else that deviates from that, I can't accept that. Right. Mm -hmm. We have to take that away. We want to let them be as open and as safe as they possibly can be. And then the other thing is just stay consistent in that. Hmm. And then don't utilize it again, as I said. Don't later on weaponize the sacred information you've been given. That happens yeah. in relationship, right? We wait till they're having, you know, it's one of those things where they say, you know, you don't kick a man when he's down. We wait hmm. till he's really down and out and we're not having a great day and we might get into a discussion that gets heated and we're arguing. And now we're repeating something back to him that he shared in a really vulnerable hmm. moment to make so him feel So how do we avoid that? Right? Yeah. Just mm, how do you avoid that? Just or or is it a way to kind of avoid that? I like to say curb your enthusiasm right in the moment sometimes. Learn to just pause. That's something that helps a lot. Don't just give yourself, and I'll say give yourself and the other person grace, right? Just right in the moment, things can get very charged. You know, you, you're feeling a certain way, you're thinking certain things, but just give yourself a moment to pause. So yeah. that way you kind of just decompress that energy just a little bit. Because even yeah. if you do just a little bit of that, you'll more than likely respond as opposed to reacting. Reactions are quick. Responses are supposed to be delayed, right? Mm. So just give yourself a moment to kind of say, let me come down off that energy just a little bit. And let me just listen a little more and make sure I'm really getting what I need to get from this conversation or from this exchange that we're having. Because then you may find that after you do that, if you're willing to put yourself in that person's shoes, you're going to have a totally different perspective about the conversation, which now means your response is going to be different. Because think about it. You know, the thing that you're doing to him in that moment and you can tell he's not enjoying it. If you step back for a moment, just put yourself in his shoes. Would you want him to say the thing that you just said to him? Would you Mm. want his volume to be as loud as yours? Would Mm. you want his tone to sound that way? You know, think about the things that you know would make you uncomfortable, make you feel like I don't even want to be having this conversation right now. I don't even want to be in this room with her because listen to how she's talking to me. So just think of it that way. Always give yourself the chance to just stop for a moment because think about this. This is the other thing you can do. Mm -hmm. Right in those moments, the one thing I've learned to do Mm -hmm. is remind myself of how much I've professed that I love this person, right? Hmm. Because think about it. I like to say love is not what you, love is what you do. People don't care if you say you love them. You can say that all day. But if your actions are not reflective of that, I know you don't really love me. You're saying that, hey, you're such a special person in my life. You mean so much to me. The way you let him know that is in those really tough moments. Those moments, that's when you show it. That's when you back down, you come down off your high horse, you check your attitude, you check your volume and your tone and your body language. And you say, you know what? Let me just listen. And Mm. maybe don't even respond right in that moment. Maybe just say, you know what? We're going to take a break. Let's just, you go over there. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go drink some tea. You can take a walk. And maybe we'll finish this conversation later. Because what I don't want to do is right now in this moment, destroy everything we've built to get here. Right? Because mm. typically right in the moment, whatever you're beefing about is never more important than the bigger picture anyway. Right? True. So yeah. just give yourself that grace and then let the bond that you've already created be the thing that you think about that you really want to maintain in the moment. And that'll, I promise mm. you, that'll stop you a lot of times because you're going to be like, ooh, I ain't going to want to have to 10 years from now or five months from now. Like, if, say if you're married, do you really want to end your marriage right in the moment over something that's not that important? Yeah. Do you want that to be a thing that you see later documented on divorce papers or a divorce decree for a reason for why you petitioned to be not married anymore? Yeah, you got to think of it heavy like that because that's what happens. The divorce rate is almost as high as the suicide rate in this country, seventy plus Ooh. percent. Think about that. So, mm. I mean, we we may be choosing to leave here, but we're also dying internally because we're not having healthier conversations and communications within our relationships, right? Yeah. Wow. 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 That was like <laughs> a mouthful, but I I want to kind of kind of take it back. You said that. 
to um to no 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 please no 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 don't be sorry that was really good something that i want to piggyback on you said for to to stop in that moment and listen and there's a scripture that says be quick to listen be quick to listen and slow to anger. Now, I, I don't know which way it goes. I think it's slow to anger and quick to listen. Anyway, it's all in the same scripture. Okay. And I was like, man, like that can really like go back to that because even me, I was watching this sermon about how to just kind of like be quiet, not, not be quiet as in shut up, you know, not like that, not in a negative way, but as a woman, you know, who will be married one day, who is in a relationship right now, I got to kind of learn how to kind of take it back because I am that one that'll be like, you know, and I can go and I can shoot fire. But even in that moment when I realized that that was so good that you said for us to do the hard work ourselves. Because the thing about that is I realize my words can cut a very slice, can cut deep and thick. And when I realized that, I said, whoa, you got to you gotta kind of rewind this thing because even the Bible says that life and death lie in the power of the tongue. And so you can either choose to uplift somebody or you can choose to either completely kill somebody just by your words. And I realized that I was one of those people. I could cut deep and cut you. Whew. And I was like, oh, Lord, help me. It's still a continuous journey. <laughs> and my boyfriend will even tell you it's still a continuous journey. But I'm getting better. And I'm loving the fact that I've even been able to realize that. And that's the beautiful thing. You realized yeah. it, right? Yeah, that's honest reflection. That's the beginning. So many people are in denial, like, oh, I'm not like that. Or I'm just, yeah. I've been this way. Or they may just feel like, you know, this is what they've seen all their lives. You may be like that yeah. because maybe your mom talked to you, somebody you know like that. Maybe your grandma, your aunt. You know, you may have just been exposed to that behavior. And there may not have ever been conversation to say, you know, mm. Clarion, this is not a healthy way to speak to people, especially not mm. to someone that you love. Now, I'm not saying... I don't ever want to carry the burden of hating anyone, but I can say to you before I actually got to the space that I'm in now at 41 years old, it took all my life to get here. Um, mm -hmm. There were times I can very distinctly recall times in my life where I didn't emanate love in any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't a good book. You know, my mother chose to name me Lavinia and my dad was always saying, you know, your name love. Right. And I'm like, whatever, whatever. Like, yeah. listen, if somebody do something to me, I'm doing something back. Like, you know, if you hurt me, I'm pretty sure I may not have done anything physically to hurt you. But if you hurt me, I'm, I'm sure I was going to say some things. I was going to use some yeah. very choice words, some very colorful language to just let you know. Don't yeah. come back here again with me. <laughs> right. Because that's what we have. As a, think about it. Because as a woman in our society, you know, listen. And you know they make memes about this all day, Clarion, right? About yeah. how women will just say angry man. women, we know how to come for somebody. You know, like if you come for yeah. me and I ain't send for you, I'm gonna send you away with a not nice yeah. note, you know. <laughs> that's a given, <laughs> you know, because yeah. that's all we have. You know, as a woman, if I'm out on the street, I might not be able to just square off with a man, but typically if I say something that hurts his feelings, he's gonna back up off me. It's mm -hmm. easier to defend yourself verbally and then not be a and I think the other reason we choose words is because it's not really an official consequence to that. Maybe the person won't talk to you, but typically mm -hmm. if you say something, you're not going to jail for it. You know, you just might yeah. not have that person in your life no more. Whereas if you know you boxing every time you got a problem with somebody, you probably get locked up. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you choose, you know, you got to choose the consequences you want to deal with, right? Yeah. But I think um, part of that comes from just not realizing that, like you said, you know, if you've been traumatized, sometimes it's hard to realize when you're impending trauma on someone else. And I think mm -hmm. what, the turning point for me was just realizing that I no longer wanted to ever be the source of someone else's pain because mm -hmm. I knew what it felt yeah. like to be hurt. So yeah. it's like how they say hurt people hurt people. But yeah. then you know, I, th I thought about it like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the subject of somebody else's pain. So I'm going to have to change just my perspective about myself so that I can change my perspective about life and how I treat other people. 
it's yeah. not easy, but it's certainly definitely worth the opportunity to do that for yourself. So that's why I like to just say to people, gift yourself the opportunity of hard work, because I just want, mm. especially men, I just want them to see what's possible on the other side of their pain, on the other side of their trauma. Just gift yeah. yourself a beginning to hard work because it'll definitely change your life for the better. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I'm I'm reading the comments. That's why if every now and then you kind of see me smiling. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> my boyfriend said, ladies, listen, remember that's half of the Chico right there. And he said, Who raised this lady? Um, then he also said Beyonce made a song about y'all listening, and some of y'all ignored it. <laughs> Then Pastor Christopher Hosey said, somebody passed the collection plate around. <laughs> listen, listen. Listen. These are listen. funny. And then uh, my good friend, Kelvin, he said, good info. Thank you guys so much for joining. Yeah, so. Yes, thank you guys for listening. My boyfriend is hilarious. He said he are dangerous as a pastor right now. That's exactly how he said it too. He is hilarious. So, <laughs> listen, so we're gonna keep, yeah, hilarious. So a question is that why is it an urgent matter for the narrative of what it means to be a man to be changed? Because we kind of touched on this about how oh you don't cry, just put everything down. You know that's how a lot of men were raised. How do we change that narrative? You know, and well, why is it in such an urgent thing now in today's society to just completely change that narrative? Because unfortunately, as we're seeing very clearly right now, through all facets of media, whatever that original idea of manhood was, is not healthy, right? Mm. At all. You know, if if men were okay with that narrative. We started this conversation with the suicide rate. Mm. That rate would not exist. Um, the foundation of families would not be broken. Mm. Um, the world would not be in such an unhealthy, dark state. There probably would have never been any wars. You know, there were there would be so many different things that would not exist if the antiquated idea of manhood or what it means to be a man didn't need to be changed. Um, you hear people, you know, associated with this, this, the new like trendy words that people like to say is this toxic masculinity. How about yeah. we just define masculinity, right? Mm. And then how about we not just say, how about this? My thought is now, my biggest thing that I say to people is how about we just have conversations about our humanness? Because mm. this is the thing. Now, humanness in my book, I say humanness, but I say H-U-E because we do know that the reality is such your human experience here is based on your hue. Mm. The black man's plight is nothing like the white man or the Hispanic man or the Asian man's plight, right? Mm. Let's be yeah. realistic about that. That's we true. know that. That's true. So, we, That's true. so we can't just be, you know, now I, there are many things that are true for all men. I mean, I speak to men in yeah. all parts of the world and the narrative, lots of the narrative are the same. But the reality is there are very specific things that will change that concept for you, just depending on your religious beliefs, your cultural upbringing, you know, the things that you've been exposed to in your life. But the reason it needs to be changed just for one thing is just because a lot of the things that we were taught about what it means to be a man aren't really realistic and they're mm. not really definitive. Right. They're not even definitive because think about it. No man really knows what it's like to be a man. They may have just had the luxury of maybe seeing a man in his mm. doing or hearing a man in his doing. Mm. And they just copied that. There was never any differentiation from what they saw or what they heard. It was like, okay, I saw that. When I get older, I'm going to do that. And that's yeah. what happened. But there's mm. never actually a conversation with the men that they've seen in their lives. There are a lot of men that I talk to, they've never actually had a conversation with their father about what it meant to be a man. If in fact they even knew their father or their father was in the home, or if he was in the home, if their father was even present to have that conversation. Cause we know mm. that exists, right? You can be somewhere, yeah. but not be present. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. in that, 
because those conversations generationally were not had, no one has any idea what they're doing. You know, we're all mm -hmm. just here figuring it out. But I think what we need to do is just allow it to be okay to be trying to figure it out. Like yeah. we got it made up in our minds that you just supposed to know you a man just because you 18 or you 25 and you got a job and your voice got deep, you know, you got a little <laughs> bit of hair and some things on your body that you didn't have before. So you're like, I'm a man, yeah. girl. That's what it is. You know, but the reality is they have no idea, no idea. Mm. And I think that's so unfortunate because not only do they not have any idea, the people that were charged to uh, guide them into adulthood, they didn't have any idea. The generation before that didn't have any. So you think mm. about it, like how do you change something that has existed since the beginning of the time? And it's false. Yeah, like, that's hard. Came up with the idea that if you're a man, men don't cry. Where, mm. what, listen, human beings, God designed us as such to exist in this physical realm with this wonderful thing called emotion. Change the narrative around that part. Emotion mm. is not a masculine or feminine thing. Emotion is part of the human experience. That's mm. all of us, right? Yeah. So how about we stop assigning just the naturalness of being human to, well, that's manly, that's womanly, or you being yeah. too girly, or you being too manly. Like, how about we take that part out of it? Because mm. we're all just here as human beings. And let's just mm. talk about that. Let's change the part that a man is what he does. How about we just let it be that a man is who he is? Yeah. We're not human beings. We're not human doings. We're human beings. So hmm. why do we not let men be? And the reality is this, I, I don't know how far we can go into this space, but the reality is go far. Every man is designed, every man is designed to be unique. But the, the reality is that every man, what he sees for himself internally looks completely different than what we may perceive from the outside. Mm. We only know in my second book, Dear Gentlemen, Healing is for You. I said very specifically that we only know who a man is if he actually gives us the opportunity to hear him speak it. Hmm. True. Think about it. Yeah. If we're not providing sacred safe spaces for our men to even speak to who they really are, we'll never know what manhood really is. Mm. There are men that are hiding themselves because maybe they don't like having to work 80 hours a week. You know, there are mm. men out here that think if they don't work a full time job, they're not valuable. Or if they work a full time job, but don't make six figures, they're not valuable. Mm. If they're not six feet tall, they're not valuable. If yeah. he can't bitch press 300 pounds, you know, all of the external superficial things are what we're charging as manhood. But the mm. reality is manhood is a very personal and internal situation. And it ain't really none of our business unless a man has chosen us to be part of his journey. If he has not stopped dictating and stopped presenting these awful things called expectations because they're not real and they will never, ever be met or exceeded. Because, again, they're based on a perspective that never really existed in the first place. Mm. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Man, that that one that one really goes a little <laughs> deep and really has me thinking because I never thought about it like that from from that perspective. The, not we not that know. deep, not that deep. Now, I, I thought about some stuff, but to go that deep, yeah, that's just psh, like completely mind blown. And so, I think that it was just really good with what you said that we first have to allow them to be able to have that space. But and and I, I want to kind of go back. Something that you said was that we have to do the work within ourselves first. Because we can't really show up and on an empty cup and be expected to fill somebody else. There's just no right. way that that's not possible. Mm -hmm. So, right. so like you know, they say, you, they say, mm -hmm. no, I was just gonna say they say that self-preservation is the first law of nature for a reason. And mm. every and doctrine sense. that um, people find God. Through so many different paths. I know that's a very, you know, conflicting statement. People will be like, no, but the reality is we have to let people find God the way they choose to find them. But there's always the same statement in every doctrine that I've ever read in religion. 
We're all created in the likeness of. The one thing I know to be true about God is that God is love. In that space, there should never be any judgment. There should be nothing mm. but patience and compassion and full understanding. Mm. And without hesitation, we like to withhold like love and compassion like we're supposed to be rationing it out. What if God did that to us? Ooh. Where would we be? Where would we be? Whew. Yeah, that's a and whole goal. Thing. And I like to say to people, if your goal is to ever prove to people that God is real, then walk in love. And walk in light. Mm. That's all you, you know, gotta do. And you know, like that statement, that is actually how I actually even rededicated my life to Christ because somebody showed me continuously the love of Christ. I was in college and she just kept pursuing me, kept pursuing me, kept pursuing me. And it was really in that moment where I had rededicated my life to Christ. And that's so true. That is a very powerful statement. Because love is never ending. And when you truly yeah. believe that love and God is real, you have all the, you know, my mom, my stepmom, before she passed away, I like to say my bonus mom, but my mama did. Mm -hmm. When she was living, she used to always say, I used to just ask her, I'd be like, how? I said, you got the patience of Job. Like, how? How? Mm. How? That's some, that's some patience. How are you so patient <laughs> just with all kinds of people? You know, I'm this is as a younger person, of course. Now I fully yeah. understand it, but when I was much younger, I'd be like, Oh, I'd be like, Mom, I hope when I grow all the way up, when I grow all the way up, you know, <laughs> I hope you have the capacity to be as patient as you are. Mm. But that patience just came from her love of people, and despite mm. all of her life, she, she could love everybody, she loved everybody and anybody. You would never mm -hmm. know if she didn't love you because she didn't treat you in that way. And yeah. I used to just be like, I wonder what that's going to be like when I get like that. And mm -hmm. now that I'm I'm in this space that I'm in now and I'm solely walking in my purpose, it's the easiest thing to do. Mm -hmm. I very freely give away love. I, people, I tell people all the time, I say, I love people until they give me a reason to feel like I may not be able to love them in the same space. And by that, mm -hmm. I just mean... I'm going to always love you. We just may not ever always occupy the same space. But what I don't do, I don't just come into a space and withhold the compassion and the patience and the understanding and the love that a person needs in the moment. Because the moment is all you really have. I like to tell people, I don't, um, I'm not loyal to people. I'm loyal to the moment because people change every moment mm. of the day. Yeah. Yeah. But you know why a moment you can be loyal to a moment because a moment is something that becomes a memory. Well, memories mm. are to be cherished, right? I want every memory I have, and I want every memory that someone has with me to be one of love. I don't want you to remember nothing else about me except she had a very yeah. loving spirit. Yeah, yeah. wow, because that matters. I think if we focus more on love instead of hate and division and just being so divisive, the world mm. would be a much better place. And guess what? The suicide rate probably wouldn't be 70 plus percent. The divorce rate in this country would probably not be 70 plus percent. We mm. have to get to a point that we care so much about ourselves, but not for the purpose of being selfish. Hmm. That's good. That's really good. This conversation was like deep, like seriously, like I, you know, after every um, episode I do or every podcast, I always go back and listen to it um, just because, of course, in that moment, it may be some things that you miss. Definitely this one um, are some things. So so last thing and then we're going to wrap up. Pastor Chris um, Hosey said, I don't know if you can see the comments. He said, most of those superficial, unrealistic expectations, we get through um, rejection from women. Hmm. Absolutely. Because unfortunately, the narrative is such that men are charged to believe that their value is based on women's expectations, which once again, expectations hmm. do not belong in the realm of relationship. The only thing that belongs there is intention. Intention comes from what? The character of your heart. Mm. If you do your hard work, 
Your intentions will be such that the people and the things that you desire for yourself and that God has aligned for you will gravitate towards you naturally. Yeah. But we have this really false belief. We have a very strong belief in expectations and expectations is like fear. It's not real mm. because expectations, you know why they're not real? Cause this is the thing I like to say, the reason we don't, the expectations are not something we should hold fast to is because expectations are outside of ourselves and they're external. That's something well beyond your control. That's not in, it's not in your pay grade. It's not in any of our pay grades. Okay. Listen, the reality is you have to only focus on the things that come most natural to you. Again, that's based on the character of your heart. Just move very intentionally. That's how you find what you need to find in this life. But we got these checklists of, I expect yeah. him to be feet. I expect him to be a millionaire. I expect yeah. him to pay all my bills. What? Are your intentions are such that you need to be honest in that one? I'm I'm like, where y'all get this stuff from? And then I always say, the real reason I like expectations is because people will come to you with an expectation of something they want from you, but it's not even something that they can give of themselves to you. For themselves. So my thing is, stop demanding what you can't give, please, y'all. There it is. That's right. A friend of mine told me that <laughs> years and years ago. And when she told me that, that stuck with me from that day forward. She was like, well, well, what do you want in a mate? And I was like, I want this, this, this. And she said, but do you have any of those things? And I was like, okay, no. but thank you, friend. And I took that and I ran yeah. with it, you know, and but a part of that kind of plays, you know, with social media too. We see these women with these things and the, you know, imposter syndrome and things like that. But that's a whole nother conversation for another That's time. another episode, Carrie, and a whole yes, nother episode. A whole nother episode. <laughs> Listen, I am just like blown away. This conversation has been absolutely amazing. Thank you guys for those who Thank joined. You. If you are catching the replay, you, please. Yes, 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 yes. Please subscribe, like, follow, and turn on that notification bell. Listen, Coach Love, how can the people reach out to you? And I'm also going to put all of this in the description for those who can't catch it. But how can they get your books? How can they be able to set up and get, you know, be get in touch with you for your services? Just let us know. Oh, my chosen platform for social uh -huh. media is Instagram. You know, I, uh -huh. I, I like it in Instagram land. Um, <laughs> you can find me there at one coach love underscore. Um, and then, um, you can also go to, I would say that's probably the easiest space. Cause typically if you okay. go to Instagram, you click the link in my profile, you know, I, I hate saying click the link in the bio, but if you go there, that is the easiest thing to do. You click that link. Um, and that'll actually take you to a link tree page that has like previous, um, podcast interviews. Um, because okay. I, I believe in conversations and I'm, I'm very big on collaborative efforts, especially for our people. We we need to let them see that we're all not competing. It's no such thing as competition. Yeah. Collaborative yeah. efforts only, you know, that's how we get through and move forward as a collective. Um, but if you go there, you'll see those things. You'll see a link where you can actually order books. Um, there are three books. This first book that you guys will see me waving is the very first <laughs> one. The very first one. We all need this. This book can be read by my 10-year-old son and by my 74-year-old father. This book is for everyone. Um, mm. It's for men and women alike because my thought was the foundation of us healing is going to start with hard work for all of us. We have to mm. all do our hard work, especially yeah. if we need to continue this, this journey together. Um, the second book is actually called Dear Gentlemen, Healing is for You. That one is for the fellas, but ladies, you're welcome to read it as well. I, I, I look forward to that feedback. And then the yeah. third one is called The Gentleman, One Word Versus The Gentleman, Two Words. Um, and that's very distinct because there's a difference. There is mm. a difference. Um, society has taught men to be a gentleman, one word, meaning that their focus is always to be gentle for everyone else. But mm. the reality is the gentleman, two words, my goal as a life coach for men is to teach men and educate boys on how to be gentle with themselves. Mm. If you're taught better how to love and care for yourself first, that makes it much easier 
for you to then go out into the world and have those connections and have those powerful relationships and, you know, meet all the exceed all the goals that you have in your life. But yeah. men are not taught that and boys are not taught that. We're, they're always taught to look outside of themselves first and then to save themselves for last. My goal is to change that idea to prioritize yourself the same way they teach us as women. Take care of yourself first, you know. Yeah, yeah. Boys need to be taught that same thing. Take the absolute best care of yourself first, not last, not ever, mm. and not anymore. Um, outside of that, you guys can definitely catch me, Clarion. We're connected now forever. You can yeah. always find me. <laughs> I believe in supporting my people, so y'all can find me in, in pretty much any forum or any conversation in the comment section of all platforms. I love YouTube. I yeah. love Instagram. I listen to podcasts. I'm a big podcast fan. Um, so you guys will find me pretty much anywhere where there's an opportunity to create something powerful in, in the space of any type of uh, self-love or personal development for us as king and queens here in this physical realm. So y'all can find me. Yes. You don't have to look hard. I like <laughs> to say I'm wherever you believe love resides. That's where you'll find me. Ah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Listen, you guys, my name is Clarion Brown and you are watching this from the Clarion Denicia YouTube channel. We are going to be talking about faith, fashion, podcast and beauty. Hey, you name it. We're going to be talking about it. And you guys can find me on Instagram at the Dear Single Mama podcast and also on Facebook at Dear Single Mama podcast. But all of that information will be down in the um, description link. And you guys can also please subscribe to um, my podcast dear single mama podcast it's available on all major platforms Good apple dancing. google <laughs> he's hilarious um, <laughs> that's right you um, first you first <laughs> yeah he's he's not gonna let that one go <laughs> and that's all right. but listen though make sure he doesn't because i promise you i'm giving the grace and the space to prioritize himself and just wait for the reality of how much better he treats you because he's prioritizing this stuff. There's a benefit to that. There's a benefit to that. I can run with that one. I can run with that one. I can absolutely run with that one. So thank you so much. Um, Coach Love, I really appreciate it. I'm just going to pray us out really quickly. And then we're going to end this on a, um, on another note. So Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this conversation. I pray that it just opens the eyes of many, that it blesses many right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, may I just plead the blood of Jesus and blessings over Coach Love, over her businesses. I speak increase right now in the mighty name of Jesus, God. If this podcast episode of this video, if it only touches one person, oh God, May that one person be blessed and may their life never be the same ever again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So amen. thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you, so Coach much. Love. This was you, amazing. I oh, hope to amazing. see you again in the near future. Yes, we are definitely be on my platform because uh, hey. there is a TV show coming. Oh, we need right. to have some conversations. So uh, well, I welcome the opportunity to collaborate with you again in the future. Awesome. Thank Amazing you so much. Is. This has been wonderful. Yes. You got to right. tell me where you got that hat from, too, because I love it. I love it. You know what? I don't even remember. I'm, I'm going to tell you when we um when I log <laughs> off this. <laughs> All right, you guys. Until next time, subscribe, like, follow, share, hit that notification bell. And I will see you guys next time. See you guys. Have a great night. Be well.